Well, today we're going to look at uh, another, uh, um, another comic hero. And also for, your, for you uh, geeky, nerdy, comic type people, I know we've called it Marvel, but the person that we're dealing with today is not from the Marvel comic books. And there is a reason I did call it Marvel, and we'll discover in two weeks' time why we called it Marvel. Um, but this person actually was from the DC comic books. But before we get into that today, I want to tell you just a little story about my sister-in-law. My sister-in-law, Ruth, is, a, uh, 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 is someone who has a lot of fears. And Ruth, whenever she sees a dog, no matter how small, it could be just a little chihuahua, it could be a big Great Dane, she uh, will see that dog and she will just flinch. And she will start to, uh, to panic. And you'll see us to start to, to, to sweat and go all crazy. And I'm like, what's the deal? It's only a dog. A dog doesn't hurt. But she is terrified and frightened of dogs. And then I found out the reason why she is terrified and frightened of dogs. There we go. The music stopped. That feels better. The reason she's terrified and frightened of dogs is because when she was a kid, she got bit by a dog. And the bite was pretty bad. And so now whenever she sees a dog, she gets this fear that comes over. And it totally paralyzes her. And she can't do anything about it. And I was like, well, that happened years ago. It doesn't matter. But she says, no. She says, I'm scared that that dog is going to bite me. And it kind of reminded me of a fear I had. When I was like about four years old, we were going into this elevator. And I've got an older sister. And older sisters can be the meanest people in the world. For those of you who've got older sisters, you know what I mean. Um, and so I was walking into this elevator. And as I walked into this elevator, my, my, my older sister whispered in my ear. And she said, did you know that? We're going to get stuck in this elevator, and we're going to stay in here forever, and we're probably going to die. And I just started, like, freaking out. I was like, oh, my, I do not want to. So I started crying. I was like, Mom, Mom, I don't want to go in. And she made me go in, and I got out alive. But from that moment on, I never wanted to go out, go into an elevator again. And no matter how high the, uh, and how many stories it was, I would always take the stairs. And it took me to about the age of 15 for me to get back into an elevator. And because I had this fear that we were going to get stuck and I was going to be there forever and I was going to die in an elevator. And I mean, pretty crazy, right? But that, that was my fear. And so what I discovered was that when fears come upon you, no matter how easy uh, or how, how, how uh, ridiculous the fear can be, it will paralyze you and it will stop you from moving forward. And everybody has some type of fears. Some uh, fear heights. Others fear clowns. Some fear spiders. Some fear ninjas. Others fear darkness. But every one of us, we all have some kind of fears. But you know, fear often shows our humanity. It shows us that there are certain things that can, that can get the better of us. And there is a story, uh, uh, or there is a comic hero that had a lot of fears. And this is the story, let me tell you. In the universe, there's a small but powerful force that existed for millenniums. And it provided justice, and, uh, and it provided uh, protection and justice for the whole universe. And this little force was called the Green Lantern Corps. And basically, it was a brotherhood of warriors from different races from the entire universe. And they swore to keep intergalactic order. 
And each of them wears a green ring that grants him superpowers. But then a new enemy arose in the universe. And while the green lanterns, they basically kept order throughout the whole universe, a new enemy arose. And the enemy was called Parallax. And Parallax decided that he wanted to destroy the balance of power in the universe. And he did it by using people's fear. You see, the Green Lanterns were able to keep order in the universe because they had faith that their rings that they wore was able to keep them safe. But then Parallax came and he started to instill fear in people. And what happened was when fear came, it started to consume people's lives. And the fear started to spill over into these Green Lanterns. And suddenly these Green Lantern corpses were all gripped with fear and they didn't know what to do. And so the universe lay in the hands of the newest recruit, who was the first human ever to exist, uh, or the first human ever to be in the Green Lantern Corps, and his name was Hal Jordan. And Hal Jordan, he was a gifted and very cocky test pilot. And the Green Lanterns had very little respect for him because he was human. And the humans were not the greatest race in the universe. This is what they, they, they thought, the Green Lanterns. And this little human, this, this Hal Jordan, had never ever harnessed the, the powers of the ring before. But Hal had a very clear picture of what was going on. Along with his determined determination and willpower, he had something that the Green Lantern Corps never had. Humanity and courage. Humanity and courage. How quickly... Uh, started to master the power of the ring and he found the courage to overcome his own fears and he had a lot of fears. And he proved that he could defeat Parallax and become the greatest lantern of all by just harnessing his faith in his ring and overcoming his fear. I ask you today, what happens in your life when fear strikes? What happens in your life when fear strikes? Are you like Hal Lindsey and you're like, I'm going to overcome this fear? Or are you like the other Green Lantern Corps and you just grip by fear and you just don't know what to do? It's almost like you are paralyzed. So often in life we start out with a spring in our step. So often we're ready to take the world on. We, take, we look the world face to face and we take part in a new endeavor. Or we say that we're going to go to school and we're going to become this and we're going to be that. We take part, we, 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 uh, we enter into a new relationship with so, much, uh, with, so, with so much expectation. We're excited about life, about what's going to happen. And then bam, fear strikes. Fear strikes. You know, fear comes in many forms. Fear comes in the form of an unexpected bill. Fear comes in the form of a doctor's prognosis. Fear comes in the form of getting the results of a failed exam. Fear comes with the news of, a, of an affair. Fear comes with the gossip at work that there are going to be layoffs. Fear comes when your boss tells you you are going to be laid off. Fear comes from the phone call from the school. And they want to talk to you about your child. Fear comes when the threat of a past relationship is about to destroy your future. No matter your fear, no matter how fear comes, I always see that there are the same, that the same outcome always happens. 
And in the Bible, there's a story. And if you have your Bibles this morning, if you want to turn to 1 Samuel chapter 17, there's a story in the Bible of how fear gripped people. And it gripped an army. And this army set out with lots of expectation. They came face to face with their army. There was lots of plans in place of how they were going to defeat the army. They had this great master plan. And they were about to go to war. Then suddenly fear struck. The leader of the army was a king. And his name was Saul. And King Saul, he had become a mighty warrior. He had led many wonderful victories. He had actually killed many people in battle. He was like the greatest warrior that you could think of. But now, in a split moment, fear had gripped hold of King Saul. And while for the Green Lantern Corps... Fear had come in the shape of parallax. For King Saul, fear came in the shape of a nine-foot giant. And I don't know about you, but if I came face to face with a nine-foot giant, I think I would be a little afraid. This giant confronted the army of Israel and challenged them to a one-on-one fight. And the problem was that the nation of Israel, they had come together and they had become a great army because they knew how to work together. And when collectively they came together, they were a strong army. But one on one, they were not strong. And there was nobody who could fight this giant alone. And so we see a point in the story, and we'll pick it up in a moment, where this young little shepherd boy comes into the army. He sees what's happening. And the reason he came in is because his dad, Jesse, had given him food to go and take to his brothers who were fighting in the war. And as David, who was the little shepherd boy, came into the camp, he discovers what the very smell of fear smells like. And this is what he discovered. So what is the smell of fear? Well, in 1 Samuel chapter 17, verse 4, it says this. It says, Then Goliath. The Philistine champion from Gath came out of the Philistine ranks to face the forces of Israel. He was over nine feet tall. He wore a bronze helmet and his bronze coat uh, of mail weighed 125 pounds. I mean, like that weighs more than my wife. He also wore bronze leg armor and carried a bronze javelin on his shoulder. The shaft of his spear was heavy and thick as the weaver's beam, tipped with iron, with an iron spearhead that weighed 15 pounds. So that just the head of his spear weighed 15 pounds. His armor bearer would walk ahead of him carrying the shield. Then Goliath stood and shouted a taunt across the Israelites. Why are you all coming to fight, he called. I am the Philistine champion, but you are only the servants of Saul. Choose one man to come down here and fight me. If he kills me, then we will be your slaves. But if I kill him, you will be our slaves. Then he said this, I defy the armies of of Israel today. Send a man who will fight me. So that was his taunt. And Goliath came up every day and said the same thing. And then this little shepherd boy, David, comes into the camp. And this is what he hears. In First Samuel twenty and verse uh, Samuel seventeen and verse twenty, he said, "So David left the sheep with another shepherd, and set out early in the morning with the gifts as Jesse's father had directed him. He arrived at the camp just as the Israelite army was leaving the battlefield with shouts and battle cries. Soon the Israelite 
and Philistine forces stood facing each other, army against army. David left his things with the keeper of the supplies, so he left the food, like in the tent where all the supplies were, and he hurried out to the ranks to greet his brothers. As he was talking with his brothers, Goliath, the Philistine champion from Gath, came out from the Philistine ranks. Then David heard him shout his usual taunt to the army of Israel. So David heard what Goliath was doing. Goliath came out and was taunting the armies of Israel. And he said, I want a one-on fight with you, with, with your best soldier. If I win, you become my slave. If you win, we become your slaves. But then the, the army of Israel had been gripped by fear. And David came into the camp and he saw three things that gripped their fear. And what happened when they were gripped with fear. And the first thing he saw was this. When fear comes over you, it causes you to be terrified and it shakes your life. It causes you to be terrified and it shakes your life. In 1 Samuel 17 and verse 11, it said this. When Saul and the Israelites heard Goliath, they were terrified and they were deeply shaken. They were terrified and they were deeply shaken. When you come face to face with your fears, you start to tremble. In fact, I believe that your life starts to become consumed by those fears. You can't think of anything else. It starts to give you sleepless nights. In fact, that fear starts to paralyze you and you can't move. And the armies of Israel were paralyzed just like the Green Lantern Corps were paralyzed. In fact, David himself, he later became king of Israel and he started to feel some fear himself. And this is what he said in Psalm 55, 5. He said, fear and trembling overwhelm me and I can't stop shaking because he became afraid. And then in Psalm 143 in verse 4, David said this again in a, in a song unto God. He said, I am losing all hope. I am paralyzed with fear. And when you come face to face with your fears, what normally happens is the first thing, you become terrified and it starts to shake the very foundation of your life. And everything that seemed secure before starts to shake because you are terrified and shaken. David also found out that when fear came over the Israelites, not only were they terrified and shaken, but it also caused these Israelites to run in the opposite direction. It says here in 1 Samuel 17 and verse 24. It says, as soon as the Israelite army saw Goliath, they began to run away in fright. They began to run away in fright. You know, for those of you who can remember your school days, I'm sure there was a, someone at school who was known as the school bully. And maybe some of you were the school bully. Well, I wasn't. And, and I remember there was this one guy at school, his name was Mark Probert. He was like, we were probably like in seventh grade, and he was like six foot tall and six foot wide, and he was mean and nasty, and he had an anger problem. And he just picked on anybody he, he wanted to. And I remember he was walking home from school, and if you saw him walking in the same direction to you, because we walked, we didn't have buses or anything like that. If he was walking in the same direction as you, you would find another route home. Because this guy was so fearful, you did not want to come face to face with him. Because he would probably like just smash your face in, push you into like a bush or like 
put your face in the mud or something like that. He was like really frightening. And so we would find another place to go and we would run away from him. And for those of you who remember a school bully, I bet that was the same for you. If the school bully was coming, you would go the other way because you were probably afraid of the school bully. But however, life is so much like that. We come face to face with our fears. And what, it, what happens, instead of confronting our fears, it causes us to have a life that is on the run. And we start running and running and running away from our fears. But what happens is when you are, have a life that is on the run, you have a life that never finds peace. And so, when we are paralyzed with fear, we start to run in the opposite direction. And this is exactly what the Israelites did. We also see, not only does the fear terrify and shake your life, not only does it cause you to run in the opposite direction, fear also causes you to be negative towards anybody who's positive. Fear causes you to be negative towards anyone who is positive. Listen to this encounter in 1 Samuel 17. In verse 26, it says, David's, David asked the soldiers standing nearby, what will a man get for killing this Philistine and ending the defiance of Israel? And then he says, who is this pagan Philistine anyway that he is allowed to defy the armies of God? And the men gave David the same reply. And they said, yes, that is the reward for killing him. And the reward was, if you kill Goliath, you would then take the king's a daughter as your wife, you would be given a prominent uh, position in the army, and then your family would be exempt from taxes for their entire lives. And then it says, But when David's older brother, Elap, heard David talking to the man, he was very angry. Then he says, What are you doing around here? He demanded. What about those few sheep that you're supposed to be taking care of? I know about your pride and deceit. You just want to be here to see the battle. What have I done, David replied. I'm only asking a question. And he walked over to some others and asked them the same things and answered the same question. Then David's question was reported to King Saul and the king sent for him. Have you noticed that if somebody is fearful of something and you're not, they get all defensive about it? They all start to get annoyed because you become positive. Maybe someone's fearful of heights and, you're, and you say, you can do it, go on, get, get up that ladder or climb that mountain or do that bungee jump. And they get all kind of defensive about it. I remember a few years ago, I was in London with my brother. And in London, there's something called the London Eye. And it's basically this big Ferris wheel. And it goes really high. And we got to the very top. And my brother is very afraid of, of heights. And I saw him, it's like a capsule, like a cable car capsule. And he was in the middle, just kind of shaking. And I was on the edge, looking over, seeing, what I, seeing, seeing all that was, what, was there to see all across London. And I started saying to him, come on, Josh, come on, come on, look, look. And I started really bothering. I was like, it's all right, you're not going to fall. There's no need to be afraid of heights. And he got like all teenagerish on me. And he was like, leave me alone, leave me alone. And he started like going crazy in this capsule. Because he got all defensive because there was somebody who was being positive and saying that it was okay, you can face this fear, nothing's going to happen to you. But when you are fearful of something, you become very negative towards people who are positive. And this is exactly what happened to these Israelites. 
And I tell you today, if you have any of these symptoms in your life, then your life may be gripped by fear. If you feel terrified and shaken, if you're trying to run away, if you're very negative towards people who are positive, then maybe your life is gripped by fear. And fear will hold you back. And you will never experience the full promises of God while living in fear. So instead of living in fear, you need to start to overcome fear. Anyone who's ever achieved anything for God has learned to overcome their fears. And while overcoming your fears doesn't mean that that you're not scared. Because there's some things in life that are very scary. It does mean that you find the courage to face those fears and come face to face with those fears. Hal Jordan was the weakest green lantern in the eyes of everybody else. But yet he had something nobody else had. And that was courage. And this little shepherd boy who walks into this camp and sees everybody else afraid had something nobody else had. And that is what we call faith in God. He had faith that God would be able to overcome. And David overcame his fear. And he became one of the mightiest warriors ever in Israel. And this is how he did it. Firstly, David overcame his fear because he was ready to fight. He was ready to fight. In 1 Samuel 17, verse 32, David says this. He says, don't worry about this Philistine. He's talking to King Saul. Don't worry about this Philistine. David said, I'll go fight him. I'll go fight him. And the only way to overcome your fear is to face it and fight it. In fact, uh, the Apostle Paul wrote a letter to a young pastor called Timothy, who was pastoring a church in a city called Ephesus. And he said this in 1 Timothy uh, 6 verse 12. He said, Timothy, he says, you need to fight the good fight of faith. And fight it with faith. The very opposite to fear is faith. And the only way that you will be able to overcome your fear is through gaining faith. And you need to be ready to fight your fears with faith. And David positioned himself that he was ready to fight the fear of Goliath with the faith that God had put in him. But not only that, David just wasn't ready to fight. But David did something that a lot of us, we don't like to do. David started to look to his past. He looked to his past. And so often we, we, we tell each other, don't look to your past. You know, your past is your past. But there are things that have happened in your past that prepare you for the fears that you face today. And this is what happened with David. In 1 Samuel verse 17, he said, and, and verse, sorry, 1 Samuel chapter 17 and verse 34, says, but David persisted to King Saul. He says, I have been taking care of my father's sheep and goats. He said, when a lion or a bear comes to steal a lamb from the flock, I go after it. And with a, uh, I go after it with a club and rescue the lamb from its mouth. If the animal turns on me and I catch you by the jaw, I club it to death. I've done this to both lions and bears and I'll do it to this pagan, uh, this pagan Philistine too. For he has defied the armies of the living God. The Lord who rescued me from the claws of the lion and the bear will rescue me from this Philistine too. David started to rely on his past experiences. See, David was a shepherd boy. And what had happened a few times, a lion or a bear had come and tried to snatch the sheep. And David, 
just all by himself, went after the lion and the bear. And he learned how to defeat and kill a lion and a bear. And David said, if I can defeat a lion and a bear, then this, this pagan Philistine, this nine-foot giant, this thing that is causing fear throughout all the armies of Israel, will not be a problem. Because David started to look to his past. He realized that God had kept him in the past. And if God had kept him in the past, then he realized that God will keep him in the future. And I encourage you today, when you can face to face with your fears, use your past experiences. Use the things that have got you through life uh, to this point. We see that David used his own story to build his faith. It's all very well using the stories of others and hearing the stories of others. But God has given you unique experiences in your life to help you overcome the things that you are fearing today. And your story will have the most impact upon your life. Listen to this. In the second book of Corinthians, chapter 1, and verse 8, the Apostle Paul, he wrote to a church in a city called Corinth. And he said this. He said, We think you ought to know, my dear brothers and sisters, about the trouble we went through in the province of Asia. We were crushed and overwhelmed beyond our ability to endure. And we thought we would never live through it. In fact, we expected to die. But as a result, we stopped relying on ourselves and learned to rely only on God who raises the dead. And God did rescue us from mortal danger. And he will rescue us again. We have placed our confidence in him. And he will continue to rescue us. The Apostle Paul realized a secret. That if God keep, has kept me in the past. Then God will keep me in the future. If I have got through my fears in the past. Then God will get me through my fears in the future. And today, God may be taking you through a time in your life so that you can get through it. So when you come up to bigger fears ahead of time in your future, you will be able to look back and see, wow, look how God got me through then. And if God got me through then, God will get me through now. Be ready to fight. Look to your past. And then finally this morning, the way that we overcame fear, and this is how David overcame his fears is we rely on God. Sounds simple, sounds easy, but for some of it, it's so hard. Because we want to rely on our own strength. We want to rely on our own gifts, our own talents. We want to rely on what we've done in our lives. But no, the secret to overcoming fears is to rely on God. It's hard because it takes it out of our hands. We're out of control. But rely on God. In First Samuel 17, verse 41, this is how David relied on God. It said, Goliath walked out towards David with his shield bearer ahead of him, sneering in contempt at this ruddy-faced boy. Goliath said, am I a dog that you come to me with a stick? And he cursed David by the names of his gods. He says, come over here and I'll give your flesh to the birds and the wild animals, Goliath yelled. And then David replied to the Philistine, You come to me with a sword and a spear and a javelin, but I come to you in the name of the Lord of heaven's armies, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defied. Today the Lord will conquer you. 
You notice he doesn't say, I will conquer you. He says, today the Lord will conquer you and I will kill you and cut off your head. And then I will give the dead bodies of your men to the birds and the wild animals. And the whole world will know that, the, that there is a God in Israel. And everyone assembled here will know that the Lord rescues his people. But not with a spear and a sword. This is the Lord's battle. And he will give us the victory. This is the Lord's battle. And he will give us the victory. So often, we rely on ourselves to fight our own battles. We face our fears, and we tremble, and we shake, and we run in the opposite direction. We get all negative because we try to do it in our own strength. But God says to you, He says, no, do not fear because I rely on me, and I will take care of those fears for you. David relied on God, not his own strength. And we all know the results was that this nine-foot giant came tumbling down as a result of a small little shepherd boy defeating him. In Isaiah chapter 41 and verse 9, the Lord said, I have called you back from the ends of the earth, saying, You are my servant, for I have chosen you and will not throw you away. Then he says this, he says, Don't be afraid, for I am with you. Don't be discouraged, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will hold you up by my victorious hand. There God is saying very directly to you, do not be afraid. Do not be afraid, for I am with you. I am with you. Do not be afraid. Through all this, David was ready to fight. He looked to his past experiences, but then he relied on God. You know what the common denominator through all this was? It's God. David looked to God and only God. And the secret to a life of courage and overcoming fear is looking to God. Placing your life in the hands of the living God. Giving your life to Jesus Christ and saying, God, take control of my life. Whatever you may do. And then you will be able to overcome your fears. For hell, Jordan, the Green Lantern. The only way for him to save the planet was to face his own fears. He relied, if you ever see the movie, and I'll be honest, the movie was kind of cheesy, so I wouldn't even recommend watching it. But if you want to see the movie, he relied on his past experiences, and then he put just his faith in the ring, that the ring would be able to overcome. But for David, David was all about trusting in God. And the result was a huge victory. That catapulted this young boy into the limelight. And he eventually became king. And the greatest king Israel had ever had. But both Hal Jordan, the Green Lantern, and David had to overcome their fears. And I've discovered in my life, and it may be the same for you, that the things that I fear the most usually happen. I remember when we planted this church, there were some things I really feared And I was like, I'll do it as long as this and this and this doesn't happen. But yet, it happened. And the reason I think it happens is because God wants to prove to you that the things that you fear should not be feared at all. Because when God is with you, there is no need to fear. You know, the Bible tells us over 350 times, do not fear. He tells us not to murder a handful of times. 
He tells us not to steal a few times. He tells us not to commit adultery several times. He tells us to pray on a number of occasions. But there is only one thing that God tells us to do more than not fear. And that is to love God. The next thing that God tells us more than anything else is do not fear. Do not fear. We all know we shouldn't murder or steal or commit adultery. We all know that there's things that we should not do. But when God tells us 350 times in His Bible, do not fear, we really should start to get it. But so often we don't. Do not fear. I think God wants you to get it today. Don't fear, for He is with you. That same boy David wrote in a psalm that you're probably all very familiar with. In Psalm 23, verse 4, he said this. Even when I walk through my darkest valley, I will not be afraid, for you, God, are close beside me. Your rod and your staff protect and comfort me. And then the Apostle Paul said to that young pastor, Timothy, who we quoted from before, He said, Timothy, God has not given you a spirit of fear. But instead, he's given you a spirit of power. He's given you love. And he's given you self-control. And today, as we close, I want you to remember one thing from today's message. And that's this. There is no need to fear. For God is with you. No matter what your fears today, and some of them may be legitimate fears, there is no need to fear. For God is with you. You can stand tall, and you could face even a nine-foot giant and be ready to fight, because God is with you. Let's pray today.